In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. Before we were married, my wife Kate gave me an icon depicting the birth of Christ. The icon is a flurry of activity. Mary is pictured at the center, almost emerging from a dark, craggy stone cave, with Jesus in her arms, tightly wound in a pink garment. On her right, off in the distance, a lone shepherd responds to the angel's announcement of Christ's birth. And to her right, the three wise men, still a ways off, are ushered along by an angel, gifts in hand, with their heads turned upwards toward a bright star beaming down on the face of the infant Christ. My question to Kate upon receiving this icon was, where is Joseph? He seemed to be missing. She quickly pointed him out, but he's not anywhere near Mary and Jesus. But painted way in the foreground, sitting on a rock by himself, with his head in his hands, he looks lost in thought and troubled. Approaching Joseph from below is an old man hunched over with a crooked staff, He has a long gray beard and is covered in animal skins. He appears to have questionable motives. I asked Kate what this scene meant, and she explained that the scraggly old man is doubt personified, and Joseph is in a state of anxious disbelief over the birth of the Christ child. Joseph is depicted in a lonely struggle, trying to discern whether this child is in fact the Christ, the Son of the living God. I am sure many of us at some point have struggled with a similar doubt. When we ask ourselves, can this all really be true? Even St. John the Baptist had doubts about Christ and sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or should we wait for another? Following Christmas, the season of Epiphany helps us shed lingering doubts about who Christ is and who sent him. An Epiphany is a sudden insight, and the Christian season of Epiphany offers brilliant clarity confirming Christ's divinity. Epiphany confirms the message of the angel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary, that the one conceived in her womb will be called the Son of the Most High. The promises of Jesus' birth are now confirmed again in his adulthood. The question of Jesus' divinity is decisively answered in the season of Epiphany. This season's readings witness to a series of epiphanic moments. These are moments 
when the eternal Christ shines through the historical Jesus for all the world to see. We read about the bright star shining towards Bethlehem, which declared that the true light has come into the world, the light which draws all nations toward itself. Next week, we will hear about Jesus' miracle in the town of Cana, where he changed water into wine, and how his astonished disciples witnessed the glory of God and believed in him. Epiphany is about the disclosing and recognition of Christ's divinity. This week, Jesus' divinity shows forth in his baptism in the River Jordan, when the Father's words confirm his beloved Son, and the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus as a dove. It's one of the stories we find in all four Gospels, and it's the hinge point between the ministry of John the Baptist and Jesus, where John's role begins to decrease and Jesus' ministry increases. The church fathers were deeply interested in Jesus' baptism, and it's a popular scene among artists from the earliest centuries on. One of my favorite depictions of the scene is a, is a mosaic found in a baptistry in Ravenna, Italy. And it features the dove descending upon Jesus, who is waist deep in water, while a pagan river god rises up out of the water next to him. The pagan god bows his head and pays homage to Jesus and recognizes the new order Jesus heralds. The water itself is now sanctified and under the domain of Christ. One reason the baptism of Jesus garners the attention it does is that it's the first place in the Gospels where all three persons of the Trinity are explicitly revealed. Another reason this story is much discussed arises from the baptism itself. Why would Jesus, the holy and perfect Son of God, need a baptism of repentance? As we remember, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Maximus of Turin writes, What sort of baptism is this? where the one who is dipped is purer than the font. Although the baptism of Jesus has caused some confusion over the centuries, it fits well with his mission to stand alongside sinners, to declare solidarity with our fallenness. In his baptism, Jesus declares his full identification with humanity and that a new and transformed life comes through repentance. Epiphanic moments in Scripture reveal to humanity who God is and what he is like. They give us an ever fuller picture of the God we worship. We understand God better because these moments 
disclose a fuller understanding of who he is. This week, scripture gives us a snapshot of God's internal life, and it's stunning. God, we find, is not an isolated, solitary being, distant from humanity, but a community of three persons defined by overflowing love. Inside God is a dynamic love, eternally swirling between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this love extends to us, engulfs us, and even at times overwhelms us. We worship a God who is essentially a community of love and who invites us through Christ to live now and eternally in that love. Recall Joseph. Recall Joseph sitting on a rock by himself, far from Christ and Mary, head in his hands. He is troubled by anxious disbelief over the birth of the Christ child. Can it all be true? The good news for us who doubt like Joseph is that doubt is not the end of the story. God does not leave us there. If we weather the doubt like Joseph, eventually the clouds will pass. The gloomy shadow of doubt will be cast out by a God utterly worthy of our trust and confidence. Joseph would eventually come to see who Christ is, the one who loved the world enough to walk among us. We can trust a God who is essentially love. There is another image of Joseph the saint. In it, he is no longer hunched over himself in doubt, but gracefully, protectively, lovingly bent over Mary and the Christ child. Let us rejoice and give thanks for the revelation of God to the world. Epiphany is a light that casts out darkness. But if you are in doubt now and wondering where the light of epiphany is for you, stick around. God is not done with you yet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.